Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome folks to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, and shocked to life by Relyon Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out online, relyonbattery.com. Make sure you use code Angler's Channel for 10% off and free shipping. David, we back into the Airbnb we were staying in, if you want to call it an Airbnb down in Canmon, Alabama this past weekend, and I have borrowed a boat, right? And so I've run the extension cord over the rail and through the woods all the way back to the back of the boat we go. And I got it plugged in. I looked at Kenneth back then. I said, hey, you want to charge your batteries? He goes, no. And just kept on walking. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, okay. You sure? You should be on the river today. You've been fishing a little bit. And you were looking around. He goes, no, I'm good. And why were you good, Kenneth? That's because I have Reliant batteries in my boat, and I know I can go at least three trips on them. So that was a stupid question on my part to say, hey, Kenneth, you want to charge your batteries? No. And when you travel like us and you end up in sketchy places sometimes, it's nice to know that you can go three or four days on your batteries. Was it sketchy, though? Just because there was 497 frogs in the pool? of this house that croaked all night long and i'm pretty sure something ran across my foot when i got in my truck at 2 30 in the morning it, as long as it was your foot not mine i don't know why you would call it sketchy bud just because when we opened the door to the basement of the house we all said nope and we shut it and locked it from the inside we're like nope no not happening so not happening but uh yeah that was a good time. Make sure you're checking out relyonbattery.com for your next battery purchase. I am Chris Brown along with, of course, Angler's Channel Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover, and the social ninja himself, Mr. David <laughs> Jong DX. What's been going on, buddy? How are you? Pretty good. It's been, I don't know, like, well, last week it's been, what, classic hangover, like, carried over, but I guess I got finally kind of got over that, but got some fishing in. I got Caught a four pounder, which is like I guess my goal every year. For if I catch a four pounder up here, it's been a pretty good year, I guess you could say. <laughs> Kenneth, did you see a picture of this said four pounder? <laughs> unmute yourself, bud. <laughs> hit the, hit the unmute button. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's all yeah, right. my son was leaving, so I muted it so you wouldn't hear his car crank. But yeah, I, I I have not seen that picture. If there's no picture, did it happen? It's on my phone. It's on your phone. It's on your phone, but you did not. You didn't bother to send it to us, knowing where we were. You still chose not to send it to us. So, uh, well, good. I'm glad you got out and got to catch them this weekend. That's great. I don't know about catching. I caught only two fish that day. Well, besides some pike. <laughs> did you catch any fish on Saturday, Kenneth? I did not. Did you catch any fish on Sunday, Kenneth? I, well, I'll take that back. I did. I did catch one fish Saturday. Okay. On my Nikon. On your Nikon. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that. I didn't catch any both days, so I did. I would say that you're ahead of us. So I would say that you're ahead of us. Catch, well, I did catch some Saturday. 
Okay. Sunday was when I caught him on the Nikon. Right. right. I'm so messed up. I don't even know what day it is. I don't either. And it's bad. I mean, it's really, really bad because my week is running away from me very, very fast. So, but uh, we do have a pretty cool show for you guys tonight. Logan Parks, president of the Auburn University bass fishing team, War Eagle, is going to join us here in just a little bit. Talk a little bit about um, navigating his team through a uh, suspension in April and then bouncing back, and because these guys have been on fire since uh, since the first of May. So we're going to talk to him a little bit about his win on Second All Bay and uh, how the rest of the team is doing. Um, we did have a few news and notes brought to you by Humberto Mencoder to go over real quick. Of course, all this can be found on the anglerchannel.com AC Insider. Uh, three Elite Series pros, three more, that have pulled out of the remainder of the season. Clint Davis with an injury, Rick Morris with an injury, and Brent Pruitt um, just going to take care of things at home, which is probably a smart idea at this point. So it's a long way north for some of these guys to not make any money. So not saying that these guys wouldn't, but uh, if you're hurt, obviously you, you got to take care of yourself. And uh, in Brent's place, he's just got a lot going on at home, so he's going to take care of things there. And then I think we're down to what now, David? Like 96, 95 in the, in the, in the Elite Series field? Let's see here. It's something like that because I know what uh, Gary Klaus is out. Uh, was it Jesse Tecarante? Yeah. And these guys here. So that's about, about 96. I think it was one on one at the beginning of the season. Was there I one believe. more? Was it Tyler Avette? One of those guys? Oh, yeah. Did that's they? right. He, uh, he pulled he, out too. Yeah. Did he pull out? So, yeah. So a uh, few guys making some, uh, some life decisions there or having to deal with injuries. Um, and so I did do some research and do some digging on bass points and requalifying and who all comes in the elite series next year like we talked about with mlf which you guys have been great i've got a ton of response to that show and um, a lot of y'all don't like it not the show but the mlf points deal and how all that's going to work a lot of y'all don't like it um oh uh matt the legend lazenby he's re- he really don't like it he sent me a big email this weekend as well so Pretty interesting takes on some of that stuff. But uh, we will get into that in coming shows. BPT is going on right now as we record this show. I was going to look to see who was doing what, who was going to make it in. Are they still fishing? Are they done? Um, We're recording this on Tuesday night. So it looks like Spore, Ayler, Reese, Jones Jr., Sprague, Avena, Bradley Roy, and Justin Lucas squeaks in to the top eight um, to go ahead with uh, was it John Cox and Jacob Wheeler uh, for today, Wednesday, for the championship round, it looks like. So we'll have an update on points next week. Uh, we've got a little more information to all that, and we'll look into a little more of that next, on next week's show and kind of go from there. Um, we did do a little giveaway last week for two Mustang PFDs. Or for one Mustang PFD, excuse me, one Mustang PFD. And that was won by David Wilder. But Jared Rudd sent me a text. Like he was like, like they're like the like the exact same time, right? But I believe Jared Rudd sent me the text that was like, dude, my current PFD sucks. I hope I'm number three. And I'm like, well, you know what, dude? I got two. I'm going to send you one, too. See, I'm a nice guy, David. It happens that way sometimes. Not always, Kenneth, but sometimes it happens that way. 
I was a nice guy the other day when that when, when the governor came through the the whole entourage there. I was nice and accommodating. Some days I'm not a nice guy. Uh, like yesterday morning when I woke up after that trip and my wife's like, you're not very nice today. And I'm like, it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm never that nice at four o'clock in the morning. But David Wilder, Jared Rudd, get the uh, win the PFDs. And I'm working on a gift for the U-Pickums for the month of July. Haven't quite figured out what that's going to be yet. Um, I've got some options. Um, I've got some choices. And so I'm trying to decide what that's going to be. So we will get to that. Be on the lookout for that. That's going to be a big deal uh, coming up. Um, Brunswick buys Navico. Kenneth, I asked you about that the other day, and you're like, yeah, who cares? So you're good with it. Mm, yeah, I, I don't really think it's going to make a whole lot of difference okay. to, to most people. Rumor has it that they're going to do, do, do away with Lorenzo Motors, and y'all are all going to be running motor guys from now on. <laughs> well, I can go ahead and tell you, they'll lose a lot of customers if that's the case. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The motor guys do look a little weird, I'll be honest with you. But, um, you know, this came from the guy that had to run a, an, an older Minn Kota. It's not even an old truck. I'm not even sure what it is. But it's you, like there's no rope. You got, you got Huh? Well, no, it wasn't, four, it wasn't a Fortress. attempted to. No. Well, the Fortress I attempted to. It had some other issues there. But the boat that I did end up going out on this weekend had – it was an older old Trex or what it was, but it's the one where you got to step on the, the little lever on the back of the shaft, and then you have to physically push the motor out and then flip it up, and it drops. And um, I, I wonder why my back hurt the other morning when I woke up. Now I know why. So, But uh, I want my old trucks back, my regular old trucks back. So but um, so that doesn't bother you at all. David, what about you? Any, any you surprised by that, excited about that, don't care about that? Um. I'm a bit surprised because oh, in today's fishing world where everyone's getting bought up by some other company, um, a bit surprised in a way, but not surprised as well because I guess maybe it'll help them streamline it. Because like, even like what one of the White River Marine brands, I think like I think it's like a Nitro or something like that, where they have like all the integrated stuff with the Lawrences. So right. I'm not too surprised, especially if it's Nitro with their exclusivity to mercury so not too surprised well no. see i i actually sat in on the press conference oh. or on the the media event whatever they call oh. it I, so, I missed it so, i was so the, busy the, the the group within brunswick that is getting lawrence is really separate from all the boat groups right wow right so but they're, they're, you know when you say brunswick there's a lot of different umbrellas well there brunswick. is there is so so is that a bowling thing then i mean <laughs> wow, David. do you active there. targeting on uh <laughs> for which pin you're gonna hit <laughs> wow david's going there that's uh that's, that's impressive so yeah that's um i don't know it, it, it's it, it's kind of interesting to see some of these deals that have been around forever and to get you know see some of these combine and get bought up and things like that it's interesting. I did see some rumors, rumors only on Facebook today of, uh, you know, one bait company looking at buying another primarily soft plastics company out of Georgia. Um, and, you know, and some of that stuff kind of bouncing around. Some say it's true. Some say it's not. Um, I'm going to say I'm, well, I wouldn't be surprised. I'll put it to you that way. 
So, Based on what happened a few months ago, it probably would not be very surprising. It would not be surprising at all. So I think there's a lot of those negotiations going around, a lot of those things happening. And you'll see a lot of that at ICAST here coming up in a few weeks. You'll see some backdoor dealings going on, some folks sneaking around in offices back there and uh, seeing what's, uh, what's happening. I do want to take a moment real quick, though, to welcome uh, my buddy, good friend of mine, uh, Scott Dobson to the Alabama Bass Trail. He was named the new tournament director today for the Alabama Bass Trail Tournament Series and Alabama Bass Trail 100s. Uh, Dustin Graves has decided to leave and go pursue other dreams and aspirations. So Scott got the nod. Uh, good dude. Excited to have uh, to work with him, you know, in the coming months and uh, hopefully the coming years uh, with Alabama Bass Trail. Um, I posed this question, David to Mr. Grover over the weekend. And, um, you know, I kind of was a little bit PO'd about it when I first saw it. But then I thought driving home the other night, I'm just going to take the Grover stance on the whole thing, and I just don't give a shit. But I'll, 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 ask, uh, I'll ask how you feel about it. Uh, how do you feel about flogging or not to flog? So... If we're, talking, if we're referring to you using it in actual competition. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, okay. So these guys, I mean, I'm not trying to attack them, but, you know, they're the, you know, what, the best of the best, supposedly. Sure. And I don't know, like, I'm not saying I'm the, the best smallmouth fisherman on the planet or anything or that even that knowledgeable but dude you're bed fishing um and but they're in deep water and there's ripples on the water david five yeah. or six feet oh, see to me that's not that deep either though i mean like well look they're down know, there like, looking at the flogger they set the hook like this and and, and you, y'all can't see me my hands up but the, and then the fish jumps out of the water it's not very deep water no 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 no, it's like a rodling. You know, I, I, I think it'd have been different if they used the flogger. Were allowed to use a flogger during practice, and they use it to mark beds. Fine, but I think during competition, I mean, yeah, you could say with well, what about live, you know, live, you know, that live sonar type stuff or all that type of stuff. But I, th- I think at least with with the sonar stuff, there's still a little bit of guesswork involved with it. But with I don't know with that whole flogger thing. I guess you know if you're talking about. I mean, I guess I've been more entertaining if you see some of these guys like kind of fall off the boat, you know, way because you know like they're, but kind of like hanging half half body hanging I, off the I'm, side of the boat. But I'm not going to say that I was I was pulling for a few folks to do that, <laughs> but I, I, I you know I didn't tell you that loud, right? So it but, it, it is kind of interesting to watch them handle setting the hook and not losing the flogger and not falling out of the boat. All well, the, the flogger time. floats. Because Avena would see him set the hook and then just go away from the flogger, right? Let, let the flogger go and let it float. And uh, I don't know what's been more comical, though. Watching, you know, the good thing is we now know the underwear brand of all 80 MLFers. <laughs> well, about 75. Not everybody's got one, right? I didn't see Ayler with one. Maybe he did. I don't know. I didn't see any Montgomery with one. I didn't watch any, hardly any of it. But, you know, what I did see... I mean, a lot of Fruit of the Looms out there, you know, a lot of Tommy Johns, a lot of, lot of different brands under britches because every single one of them mothers don't own a belt. 
And they bend over, and you know, all I see is butt crack or, or, or uh, you know, or a logo for underbridges. But any uh, wearing diapers? You know what? I'm not going there. I'm not. I'm not going there. So probably a couple, but I'm not going there. But I mean, and, and then you've got I don't know what you know, and then you got guys like Wesley Strader, who you know he went down to the old Home Depot there or Lowe's and he built his own, right? Which, hey, that's a great idea. You know, if you can't buy one, let's just go make your own, which that's pretty cool. What I can't figure out, though, you know, I'm 6'4". Kenneth, you're what, 6'5"? Something in there? And so I think no, I'd have had me like a like a pipe, right? I mean, if, I, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to have it to where I'm standing up because my, man, my back hurts just thinking about it and watching these guys. But I can't imagine being in, you know, two-footers. Like, there's a great picture out in Jonah Jr., you know, from Gary Dixon. He's laying on the deck. There's waves crashing you know head high and he's got that flogger in his in his hand and he's got the rod in the other hand i'm just like dude i just don't i don't know i get it in practice but you know i i kind of when i first saw it i'm like what's this shit and i really i kind of want to be mad and i'm kind of like but you know what it's 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 come to be expected right and then i asked you about over the weekend you're like yeah i don't care i don't think it's that big of a deal really okay well it's not okay i'd love to know Here's my biggest issue, and I can't believe I, I have not seen a single one. And I, I mentioned it to you. You know, when you're watching live and you and you look up and that flogger is sitting on the front deck, mm-hmm. even if they're not using it, it's the first thing you're. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't don't finish that sentence unless I mean you realize what you're fixing to do, right? You realize once this leaves your mouth, everybody's gonna do it. Everybody. Well, well, they should have already done it. They should have, but I mean, this could be a Kenneth Grover yeah. exclusive. But it's there's not, some you know. of them that there's some of them that really need it, but yeah, it's it's it would be the perfect opportunity to have one of your sponsors on that flogger. I mean, they painted them all black so the light doesn't penetrate them. Why couldn't you just put a nice sponsor sticker? Is that on why them? they paint them black? Yeah, so the light doesn't plastic. penetrate them. Right, they're plastic, so they let light in. So if you paint them black, it blocks out more light so you can see easier through. Okay. I was wondering why they were all either painted black or had gorilla tape over them or you know yeah. whatever. I was, I was for the wondering. most part they're like bright orange. Yeah. Right. Right. I did read an interesting article today though on Jay Kumar's Bass Blaster about where that came from and Pipkins was the originator of that deal. He and a buddy, I think Jeff Fox found it had it brought over bought a couple of them and started playing with it and it's like dude that's that's pretty trick and like dude there's folks up north been using them before he was born more than likely well probably but i mean pips won a lot of money on it from what i understand so it's pretty uh pretty cool deal i think they're cool i'd love to look through one i'd like to see it but i don't know i don't know if they're if they should be used in competition 256-535-3217 x zone hotline brought to you by trick step i would love to know your thoughts and opinions on the floggers and if your argument is about price, don't even bring it up. These things are cheap. They are cheap. They're very cheap. And, you know, Wesley Strader's proved you can build your own for cheaper, right? And, of course, the other ducat, he's proved that you can make them out of garbage cans, according to his in his Instagram page. So, speaking of which, he's been on – that mother's been on point. I don't know who he is. I'd love to meet him. I'd love to have him on the show sometime. He's been on point uh, with some of his memes here lately. Has he not, David? He's been way more active than, uh, who was it, Randy Flowers. 
maybe they're one and the same. I don't know. I hadn't seen Randy in a while. Um, I'm kind of I'm scared to even kind of mention that name. I'm sure it'll be googled and I'll be you know, I'll be brought up in something at, at some point. But um, yeah, so crazy crazy deal there. Um, Love to know your opinions. Like I said, 256-535-3217. Shoot us a text. Let me know. Would love to hear it. Um, how about, I know we're going to talk about it here in just a minute. Well, I'll leave it for, for the Bass Wrap-Up uh, for a second. But speaking of Bass Wrap-Up, coming up this weekend, Sunday morning, 7.30 a.m. on the Discovery Channel. Angler's Channel Bass Wrap-Up brought to you by Sports Warehouse and Under Armour Fishing right there on on your TV, whether you stream on Discovery Go, whether you got it on the YouTube TV, whatever you got on the cables, Angler's Channel Bass Wrap-Up. Make sure you DVR it. It's coming up. going to be a great show. Going to have a lot of fun this season on TV. I think there's a, um, a David Jong uh, sighting <laughs> on this show maybe. I can Grover sighting on this show. I'm trying to remember what all is in this show, but it's it's a good is one. Is this the one that has the beatdown? Uh, <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. I I I believe so. But uh, if not, it'll be uh, yeah. It's this show. It got to be this show because I saw it, the preview of it. So yeah. So you guys, you know, make appearances in this show. I do not. Um, because you know, I'm I'm backing up. I'm letting y'all take all the all the glory. I'm letting y'all have all the fun. So, which it'll be good. Uh, July fourth is coming up this weekend. Don't be stupid. Uh, watch yourself. Watch out for everybody else. And if you're the asshole clogging up the boat ramp, just get out of the way. I'm sure the qualified captain Instagram page is going to be loaded come next week with all the posts of all the idiots that that are just getting out there. So. Y'all, please be safe. Don't be stupid and uh, have a little fun out there. Uh, when we come back, Logan Parks, Auburn University Bathfish team is going to join us. Then we'll do the U Pickums. It's going to be close this week, guys. It's going to be really, really close. I really hope AC Bass did not get lost in the move that is being made by Michelle Eichstead. And may the odds be ever uh, in your favor. You think what? I think I'm going to regret missing that one week. Why do you? Why would you say that? Because I'm probably going to end up a little. I'm going to make a slight little run. I'm going to end up short. Let me see what kind of slight little run you made. You made a slight little run. You did, and uh, yeah, you're probably going to regret missing that week. So, Michelle Ike said, "Never give up. Never give up." Hope you're listening. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake. That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit 
ryanbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely On Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more, dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in our buddy from the Auburn University bass fishing team, Mr. Logan Parks. Bud, you're in, you're up north still enjoying the smallmouth and the cooler weather, aren't you? Yes, sir. I'm trying to. It's uh, definitely one of the best places to be during the summer. <laughs> yeah, it's 135 degrees down here and uh, a little humid, and the fish just aren't biting like they are up there. I'm sure. So. Yeah, it's been it's been a good couple of days, as I'm sure everyone has been aware of the MLF. You know. Um, St. Lawrence is taking some insane weights, and these smallmouth are biting this time of year for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's it's a pretty crazy. I, I spent a little time on the St. Lawrence uh, a couple of years, uh, well, a couple of years in a row there back when the elites would get, was first started going there, and, and it was absolutely stupid the way they were catching them up there. And of course, the bigger fish are, are a little bit harder to find, but it's it's a lot of fun, that's for sure. So, well, dude, you are the uh, the president of the Auburn Bass Fishing Team. I, I, I assume you still are. And, um, I mean, you guys have had quite a crazy year so far this year. You've had to navigate the team through a, a little suspension there back in April. And then um, when you guys came out of that, I mean, it's like, I don't know if you guys are just pissed off or what, but you guys have been flat killing it so far, you know, this spring and summer. Uh, once you guys got back on the water, just y'all have had an incredible season this year. Yes, sir. It's definitely been a, a season to remember. I think that um, the suspension really uh, definitely got a lot of guys fired up to go, or I guess the lifting of the suspension definitely got a lot of guys fired up and, and ready to go fish and um everyone's just happy to be back man you know we didn't think we'd have a season and uh we're definitely taking advantage of it were were you surprised at you know the outpouring of support from the industry to you guys during all that man i really was i was blown away by it um i really had no idea the amount of people that would end up coming together i mean we didn't expect it Obviously, um, we're trying to, you know, keep things under wraps and, and trying to handle it with the university because we felt like it was a, a big misunderstanding. Right. But um, word got out, you know, and then there was a Wired to Fish article that was posted that I think they said 
got over 500,000 views and, and there was a petition that was signed that, you know, I think we ended up getting 40,000 signatures on that petition. So that's just mind blowing to me. It's, it's pretty cool to see how, uh, you know, you hear the, the terms that it's a tight knit industry and it's a, and that they, it's a big family and it's pretty cool to actually see that in person. Yeah. Well, I know that, you know, I'm a big Auburn supporter, a big supporter of your team and, and, uh, the school, you know, my kids live down there and uh, I lived there for a while and, uh, it's a great place. You know, it's a good school, good folks. And I think, uh, David was on the show with me and I, I went off. I mean, I was just so upset about it and tired about it. And then we didn't as much as hang up the podcast that night that I get the email that uh, y'all had been reinstated and things were back rolling. So um, that was good to see. So, I mean, you guys, how many, let's talk about the team a little bit. How many guys do you have on the team? Right now, I think we've got 88 active members. Wow. Okay. Definitely one of the biggest teams in the country. Wow. So how many of those 88 are actually out there fishing uh, fishing tournaments this year it's really been a lot um i would say normally you know we have you know anywhere from eight to 12 teams traveling but i think this year we've we've probably averaged 15 boats a tournament and i think we tied the the record at one of the major league fishing college events this year with 20 boats for the most boats sent to a college event I mean, you guys, you guys have done it up right. I mean, you've got the jerseys, you've got the wrap boats. I mean, you can tell you're in town and you guys are on the water, and it's and it's always been been really good to see. But you and Tucker went out and won the uh, Second All Bay event here recently. Yes, sir. We uh, we drove up to Michigan and and uh, were able to get it done. Thankfully, um, definitely not the one I expected, you know, to win going into it. But we played our cards right and things just fell into place and you know i guess if it's meant to be it's meant to be and that was definitely one of those tournaments that, that seemed like it well you guys came back i think from the suspension to uh cumberland and i know you had a top 10 there i believe too right yes sir um we finished eighth at the first one and then uh we finished sixth at cumberland okay. so uh we were sitting pretty good in points going into that and then smith lake the dirt event we kind of stayed alive. We were able to finish 16th at that one. So we knew if we could get a good finish at um, Saginaw Bay that we could probably end up winning AOY. And uh, I'd say we got a pretty good finish at Saginaw Bay. Yeah, yeah. Anytime it starts with a one and ends with a one, you're you're in good shape, right? It, it's, it's a pretty good deal. Um, and I guess one of the team members won, won on Smith, right? Yeah, so uh, we had uh, another team, Connor Jacob and Sam Smith. They they actually brought home the title at Smith Lake. Well, that's um, that's got to feel good to win in your home state. But I, I would imagine winning on Saginaw Bay was pretty special. Yeah, I definitely uh, it definitely was fun to go up there and fish against all the northern guys and and to bring home the trophy was pretty cool. But I I definitely think Smith Lake was was one of the most memorable for me because it seemed like all the Auburn guys stuck around, you know, Connor and Sam were leading after day one and we knew they had a pretty good bag. And so everyone kind of stuck around and it ended up being, you know, Auburn versus Adrian, which is funny because that's how it was at Saginaw Bay too. We ended up finishing first and second at both of those tournaments. And those guys are heck of fishermen, but we had our whole team there for Smith Lake and we kind of rallied around the stage as they weighed in. And that was just really a, an awesome experience to see those guys bring it home. 
You know, the, the, I've, I've shot photos for a couple of uh, college events this year and, and the Adrian guys, they, they bring a pretty good crew. I know obviously your rivals are up the road in Tuscaloosa there like, like they always are for us, but I would, I would, I would think Adrian's becoming a, a pretty good rival for you guys as well. Oh yeah. Adrian is definitely one of the best teams, you know, Adrian Montevallo is a really good team. That's probably our biggest in-state rival, I would say. Right. Um, but there's a few of those scholarship schools. They've got some hammers at for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it's pretty fun to see. I made the comment though after Cumberland. I said I, I told these guys. I said you know there there's something something weird about the college side because you see all the schools with rat boats or a lot of them with rat boats. But then all of a sudden you see the vodka and the whiskey and a couple of beer sponsors go by in a college event. I'm like, wow, we're in the wrong business here. If these kids are getting money to do this. So <laughs> that's uh that's a pretty, pretty funny deal. Kenneth, you got a question? You know, we're, we're seeing a lot of uh, the college anglers when they get finished with school, kind of work their way through the professional leagues and having a lot of success. And just in, in hearing you talk about your schedule just for this year, you know, I, I think it's pretty obvious why that's happening. Tell us a little bit about uh, the different lakes that you've been able to fish since you've been in Auburn and what that experience uh, really means to you. I think uh, the reason definitely for for seeing a lot of college guys emerge like that is, is I mean, my experience with Auburn is I've been able to affordably go and travel the country and fish a lot of the lakes that, all of these major professional circuits fish, you know, we've been to the St. Lawrence river. We've been to Michigan. Now we've been to Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, all the big lakes that you hear about the pros fishing, we fish those places around the same time of year. And I think that the college fishing side adds a really, a really great aspect to it that you can go and fish on one of these college teams and, and you can get your gas and hotels paid for to go to these events. And, uh, you can just gain experience for four or five years, you know, and, and then you can really just hit the ground running when you fish the opens. Well, there's so many unique intricacies about these different bodies of water that you really can't learn unless you spend some time on them. So, like I said, being able to do that in your college years is, is just so valuable. Yeah, I totally agree. I never would have known what uh, bed fishing for smallmouth was like unless we had had the St. Lawrence Bassmaster College Series event two years ago up there and we were able to go and, you know, experience that. And, I mean, I learned a lot there that ended up playing out at Saginaw Bay for our win. So it's just every year, you know, you're traveling to different places and gaining valuable experience that you can build upon and, and use moving forward. Do you, do you own a flogger, Logan? I do. I do own a flogger. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> I've actually had my flogger for uh, about two and a half years now. I think there's going to be a, a shortage of floggers over the next month or so. Though. Yeah, yeah. Is this an actual flogger or is it a homemade one? <laughs> it's uh, it's the actual bassy scoop. I got it ordered off of Amazon. I know there's one. I think there's one on Tackle Warehouse for sale for about two hundred. But yeah. if you go on Amazon, you can find one for about forty dollars. And all you gotta do is spray paint. <laughs> all you gotta do is spray paint it. There you go, Kenneth. <laughs> see, see, Chris, that question was kind of like 
them question you about your cowboy hat when you were in Texas. Yo, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> if you're gonna smallmouth, if you're gonna bed fish for smallmouth, you better have a flogger. That's that's for sure. So I think there's a country song in there somewhere with that. But yeah, that's 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 pretty good. So, so uh, kind of continue the direction I'm going. Uh, do you have plans, uh, or what are your plans for you know fishing beyond college? My plan is uh, really to try and make it to uh, the Elite Series or the Bass Pro Tour um, or even both. You know, I'd like to fish as much as I possibly can. So right now, um, I'll be finishing up school in December, and I'll actually still have six months of eligibility moving forward for college. So I'm planning on fishing all of the college events next year as well as all the Bassmaster Opens, and I'm hoping to jump into a couple of the Toyota Series divisions. That's a, that's a full schedule. What's your, uh, what's your major in at Auburn? I'm a double major in supply chain management and information systems. How in the world do you have time to fish and study, bud? Uh, that's why I'm going to school for five years. <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's for sure. I've been... I've been taking the bare minimum, you know, of, uh, forget how they word it, of full-time student is 12 hours at Auburn. Right. So I've taken 12 to 15 hours. I try to load up in the fall when we have less events. And then, I mean, it's impossible to travel to all the events that we do if you're taking 15 to 17 hours in the spring. So I, I take 12 hours and then I'll do one or two classes over the summer every year. Gotcha. And somehow I've, Remain somewhat on track, even after changing my major like five times. <laughs> okay. With with uh, with COVID hitting us last year, how many of your classes went more of online, and that did that kind of help you get more time on the water? All of the classes really went online um, for a while there, and then like this fall, and even um, this spring, we've had you know it's 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 changed the attendance for sure. It's it's more of like not mandatory you know attendance or you can like you can watch it online at the same time your class is so you can go into class or you can watch it online which has really been helpful for fishing um because i you know i'll i'll zoom in to the class and i mean the teachers probably wouldn't want to hear me say this you know but i'll zoom in while i'm fishing and you know i'll listen to the class and i'll still be present you know but i'm not actually having to go to class which really helps when you're traveling as far as like Michigan, you know, I, I I've seen, I think, uh, an Instagram reel or a TikTok of a guy that's got a green screen on the back of the boat. Right. And he's sitting in front of a, of a computer. So he's doing a, a, a meeting from the boat. Is that what you got? You got a green screen behind you there on the, on the boat while you're fishing and zooming in. So nobody thinks you're, you're on the water. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> trying to do that. You know, you always have those, I used to try to keep my camera off, but then you have those teachers that, require your camera to be on that's where you got to get that that's where you got to get creative you got to get the uh the 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 background change there yeah that's pretty uh that's pretty good you you know multitasking is a great skill and it sounds like you're you're really trying to hone that in yeah that's for sure um definitely pretty hard to uh focus on both but we do it so we get it done i wonder if he could Pay attention to a Zoom class, look through a flogger, and catch a, 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 a smallmouth on the bed all at the same time and then answer the question that was just asked on the Zoom call. Can I, you think we can add that into the mix there? Uh, he probably couldn't 
answer every question. It may just depend on the question. I bet he, he could. He would probably need some previous knowledge in order to answer it correctly. Probably would, but I guarantee Because I'm sure his attention's on that smallmouth. Yeah, I guarantee he catches the fish, though. That's for it sure. It would depend on how that smallmouth was to catch. <laughs> just don't knock your laptop, in, or just don't knock your laptop yeah. or iPad, whatever, into the water while you're, you know. <laughs> David says those smallmouth can be kind of stupid, so, you know, you never can tell, so. The um, one of the things that you guys started doing this this year, and I've I watched I've I watched them all. I was watching one of the other ones here just a little bit ago, is the uh, the reclamation series. And how did that start? How did that come about? Your YouTube series. Really, um, that's just been an idea that I've had for several years now. Um, I think it's it's definitely been a goal of mine to have some kind of YouTube series that shows what we do because I think college fishing is something that not a lot of people really know about what go, what all goes into it and i think that a youtube series would provide insight into you know how we break down the lakes how we how we practice and do school at the same time and all that so it's it's an idea that i've had for a couple years now and we wanted to make it happen last year but covid really shut us down um pretty bad but thankfully the one thing that covid you know did have uh it, was, it helped us afford the YouTube series. You know, we had some money that we would have spent on tournaments last year that we didn't end up spending. So we had some some leftover funds that we were able to put towards it, and it's really been it's really been awesome. We got connected with uh, Brandon Fien. He works for Jake Latondras, who's a cameraman for the Elite Series and Latondras Media Company. Mm-hmm. And Brandon's a great dude. He does a great job, and the YouTube series has has really turned out pretty much exactly how we dreamed it would be. I mean, it's it's awesome. He's he's doing a great job. Where did where did the name come from? Reclamation series. Well, we were all uh, sitting around, you know, brainstorming one night um, at an undisclosed location, <laughs> and uh, kind of trying to figure out what would be a cool name for the series. And uh, we had a couple, but this one uh, one kid shout out Jordan McCaleb. He was like, "Let's call it the Reclamation series." And we all just kind of were like, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> and um, really, it, it just kind of – we kind of felt like COVID really kind of hurt us, you know, in school of the year standing specifically. Um, you know, we're always a top 10 school. And, you know, we were in like 120th at one point this season just because we weren't able to fish these events that everyone else was going to and getting points for. Right. So kind of felt like we were almost robbed because of COVID. And we needed to go out there and, and, and like reassert. I think reclamation, you know, means reasserting a right or status. Yeah. So that's kind of what what we wanted to do. And I think that that's kind of what we've done this season. I think that's why everyone's been so fired up this year. It's just kind of everyone's been mad and we're ready to catch some fish. Well, you know, just watching the videos, it, it you know, just, you know, as a guy watched them, you kind of get pumped up to go fishing, right? You kind of get pumped up to see – how you guys finish, when the next one's going to come out. I mean, you guys done a really good job. You've gotten a lot of folks hooked on that series. So, Yeah, that uh, that makes me happy to hear. I know we haven't really gotten a ton of views on it, but the views that we have gotten, it's it's been really engaged. I know everyone, everyone really, really likes them. And, you know, my goal, too, from the whole thing was to create a recruiting opportunity because, you know, unfortunately we don't have, the option to give scholarships like a lot of these other schools do, but 
we do have the option to do cool things like the reclamation series and, and to show high school kids what it's like to fish in college and hopefully to make them want to come and fish for Auburn. Sure. Absolutely. I know the three of us over here on this side of the phone, if Wade had fishing in college and in high school, uh, we, I'd still be there. Yeah. We, you, me both, but I'd, I'd still be there as well. Um, it would be, it'd be a game changer for me, I think. I'm sure for these other two guys, it would be as well. So, so you said you got a Toyota series coming up on Champlain. What else you got coming up this year? I'm going to fish that Toyota series. And then depending on how I do in that one, basically, if I can make my entry feedback, I'll put it into the next one. Um, but if not, I've got, we've got the national championship coming up on the St. Lawrence River, August 12th through 14th. Well, that's going to suck. So that's really – that's the big one, the Carhartt <laughs> Bassmaster College Series National Championship. Yeah. How many teams you got going to that? We from, qualified from all... 11 boats, which to my knowledge is the most we've ever qualified before. I'm, it's really exciting to see all that all, that many Auburn teams going. That's, that's incredible. You know, to kind of – Talking about, you know, getting 11 boats in that tournament, you said you've had up to 20 in tournament. Um, how much do you guys, you know, like when you go to a tournament, I'm assuming you've got a day or two to practice. How much do you guys kind of lean on each other or, or communicate in that time to kind of help each other break down the lake? I'm sure you don't get too specific, but, you know, just being able to come back at night and say, you know, hey, I really struggled and you got to a couple of teams that didn't struggle kind of gives you an idea of, uh, you know, you're really doing something wrong, or if you do really well, you, you got the idea that maybe you're doing something really right. How does that work with you guys? We really work together well as a team. Um, definitely have, uh, you know, a few guys within the team that I bounce ideas off of, and, you know, we work together. And then, like, I mean, we come up, come back, like, off the water and, and, try and try and figure it out together because, I know that's how some of these pros do it. You know, you hear about Chris and Corey Johnston and how they share absolutely everything all the way down to the waypoints. And so I think sharing ideas with other fishermen and bouncing ideas off of each other is important in order to be successful. And that's something that I think we've done really well this season. It can certainly shorten that learning curve quite a bit. Yes, sir. You have one person, you know, that that's really struggling that's a good fisherman and you, you kind of just give him a hint and then he'll, you know, he could go out there and pull out a top 20 at just off of a hint. It's not like you got to point him in the right direction and give him a waypoint. It's just kind of, kind of helping your teammate out. Right. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, brother, I know that, uh, you, um, what, uh, David, sorry, David, I didn't see you there. That's all right. My no, bad. No, I was go gonna, ahead. I was going to add since, um, what was it? So with, such a big team. How do you guys determine who fishes with who and what events? Because I mean, like, like you said, there's 88 guys on the team, but who? You know, how do you guys determine that? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, it's one thing that's really nice is that we're we're 100% student run, so we don't really have like it, it has its ups and downs. You know, we don't really have a, a set person that's telling us you're fishing with you or whoever is going to this event. So what we've done is. We've created the opportunity through through all of our sponsors, which have been awesome um, this season, uh, for helping pay for all of our all of our hotels. So we pay for hotels for anyone that wants to go to an event. Wow! Um, on our team, 
and that can be, you know, 25 teams potentially. So we let everyone fish as many events as possible, and we kind of let everyone pair up on their own. We have a, a qualifier system in the fall that really determines like a ranking system. Like for the, I'm not sure if y'all have seen it, but Jacob Wheeler's putting on a benefit mm-hmm. tournament for colleges yeah. in October or September, and there's only two teams per school invited. So for special events like that, our fall qualifiers will determine, you know, like the top two teams from Auburn get to go. So we have five events in the fall that determine our AOI system. And so for special scenarios like that, that's how we pick. But for the most part, everyone gets to go to events and we, you know, we just kind of pair up and we have our first meeting and people talk to each other and they go fun fishing and they're like, okay, I like this guy. I think I want to fish with him. Okay. That's, that's a great way to do it. So that works. Yeah, I think it's definitely, uh, definitely works better than kind of telling someone that this is what you're going to do is just kind of letting them do it on their own. Sure. And you guys have got some teams that fish primarily bass and some that fish MLF or do all you guys try to fish everything? Uh, there's, there's a lot of teams like, I mean, I just want to fish as much as I possibly can. I don't really care what tournament series it is, but there's a lot of guys that like to stay local. Like, you know, when we had the, the Smith Lake tournament or, the Gunnersville MLF, we have a lot more teams fish it because they're not driving as far. But for the most part, I would say everyone on the team just wants to fish as much as they can. Sure, sure. Well, it's uh, – I tell you what, it's very cool to drive through Auburn and pass one of you guys, seeing, seeing the rat boats or, you know, seeing you guys around town. It's, uh, it's a very cool deal, you know, especially for a, for a fan, a guy like me, when I'm coming through there. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun to uh, take you guys out. Yes, sir, Kenneth. I can't let you go without asking you this. What is your favorite lake, you yes. know, in the in the Alabama area? In the Alabama area? Definitely you follow. It's definitely it's definitely my favorite. It's got the biggest fish. Um it's the closest, you know, to like a, a Tennessee River that's near Auburn. But in the Alabama area, my or like just in Alabama in general, well, favorite lake's gotta be yeah, you know, I'm thinking, you know, within three hours of Auburn, three or four hours, something like that. Yeah. Quick for sure. Okay. Okay. I think you're running. Most of to catch a big smallmouth, and that's one of my favorite things to do. So, outside of Pickwick or outside of Alabama, what's your favorite lake in the country that you visited, that you fished? Definitely um, St. Lawrence is up there, but after the week we had at Saginaw Bay, I think that place <laughs> is probably going to. Probably gonna get the ticket if you want to catch some largemouth, man. That that place is insane. That's crazy. That's awesome. Very very cool. It's cool. like they've hit before. Okay, David. All right, sorry. Um, so, you know, college fishing is still pretty popular. It's still growing, but it's still not at the top of a lot of colleges in terms of their priorities, what are some things that you would like to see happen or yeah, in college fishing? Um, I would like to see it get recognized as a, as an official sport. You know, we, we don't, I guess, exert as much physical, like, you know, working out effort, but going out there and fishing 12 hours a day is exhausting. And I think that uh, the amount of competition that we face, and just the fact that there's as many schools doing it as there are, I'd like to see some kind of governing body come in and 
really get this thing some uh what's the word like really get it more out there to people you know there's a lot of people that have no idea that college fishing exists and i think seeing it become an official college sport would really bring a lot of a a lot of new interest and a lot more viewers to the sport you know, from from a marketing standpoint for the school, it, you know, it's obvious that these fishing teams get a lot of attention. You guys are traveling. You've got a rat boat. And, and and I'm sure what you went through earlier in the year, you talked about the petition that was signed and, all you know, all the people that kind of backed you guys. I bet that was a bit of an eye-opening experience, uh, not only at Auburn, but all of the schools that may have fishing teams that probably didn't realize how many people really cared about what you guys are doing. Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely changed a few, uh, a few opinions at Auburn for sure. Um, and definitely hopefully across the country because, um, I mean, the, the family that does follow us around the fishing family is big and it is, uh, very involved with us and we're extremely appreciative of everyone you know that stood up for us during those times we couldn't have, we wouldn't be where we are without it without all of y'all's support well we are definitely supporters here of, uh, of fishing in general but especially the high school and college levels you guys are you know the future of the sport and it's fun to watch you know we, we watch a lot of guys that are current elite series anglers right now kind of come up through college and um, some through high school and none of them for a long time. So it's fun to watch this next wave of kids come up. And I can call you guys kids because to me you are. And we'll <laughs> we'll go from there. But, well, dude, I know you got uh, smallmouth on the mind and uh, and getting ready to go back out there and catch a few probably tomorrow. So we'll let you go. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thanks for being a part of the show. And congratulations on uh, on the team success this season and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys at the at the national championship. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. And um, if anyone's listening that hasn't seen the Reclamation Series, be sure to check it out on our YouTube channel. It's just Auburn University Bass Team. We've got the Smith Lake episode coming out soon. And then the Saginaw Bay episode is in progress right now. And that one's going to be incredible. Especially watch Saginaw Bay when I would I, I would bet with the win. So that uh, that's for sure. Well, dude, thanks so much. And uh, we'll uh, stay in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on, guys. War Eagle. War Eagle, buddy. Okay. Thanks. See you. You know, he talked about the uh, the family and all the camaraderie there. You know, I was at the Cumberland event, stayed at the, at the uh, state park there, like Cumberland State Park, and the number of teams, I don't know how many kids from different schools slept in one room, right, because, you know, they, they were all there. But, like, several of the coaches pulled, like, enclosed trailers, and they rolled out grills and coolers. And, I mean, and it was like I walked by one one kid, and he had like four hamburgers and three hot dogs on a plate, you know. And it was like every night it was a party. Not a party, but every night it was a cookout. And, you know, they were all out in the boats all hours of the night working on tackle, getting things ready to go. And it was just cool to see. It's not like, it's not like we go to a tournament right and, you know, and you're – you know, it's, you know, there's doc talk, but you're not always, you know, all buddy, buddy, but these guys are like passing around the the coolers and, you know, the hot dogs, the hamburgers and the pizzas. And it's, it's a really cool deal. It's a, it's a really, if you're a fisherman and you're, and you're thinking about fishing college, I mean, you just need to do it. Right. Cause it's, it's a very cool atmosphere. And that's really the way it should be. You know, even at other levels, some of these adults that are fishing tournaments really should learn from that because, 
you know, you, you kind of grow up fishing and that's kind of the way it is. You, you learn from your dad, you learn from an uncle, you learn sure. from a friend, you know, it's all about teaching each other experiences. It shouldn't get to the point where you can't have that communication and, and the, the camaraderie. I mean, it's just yeah. great people having a great time and fishing is what pulls them all together. When you, you should take advantage of that. When you when you can't have a conversation about fishing at a fishing tournament, it's it's pretty stupid. And and I, I didn't mean to go there, but you're right. I mean it's it's just pretty stupid, that's for sure. So well, folks, take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll go through the U pickums and then feel like iso chill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer when you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water that's a long time and most people are going to come up with an excuse to get off and i don't feel like i get that same fatigue and a lot of that benefit comes from what i'm wearing sun protection breathability comfort iso chill honestly it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Uh, welcome back, folks. Angler Channel Insider Podcast. Time for the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap-Up. Sportsman's Warehouse, your fishing and outdoor store. Find out more at sportsmans.com or, of course, at your local Sportsman's Warehouse store. You know what they do have at Sportsman's Warehouse? Under Armour fishing clothes. We're all done in our Under Armour. Kept you cool and, 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 and comfy, didn't it, on uh, Sunday, Kenneth? Yes. Yes. Yes, he says yes. That's how you know it's good. When the man does not elaborate, he just says yes. Yes, it is. Everybody else was complaining about the heat, and I was just smiling. But did you notice how many UA Fish logos crossed that stage? Damn, it was cool looking. It was cool looking. So, very cool deal. All right, David. Bass, wrap us up. All right. First event that we have up, again, this is a championship week for the month of June. Yes. But uh, is the first event up is the Carhartt Bassmaster College Series Wild Card event that took place on Lay Lake. And this was a shocking tournament, if you know what I mean. So I was going to say, uh, oh, these guys, I mean, what they say, what, I don't know, what, what, I guess, wait, this guy's been struck by lightning not once, but twice. Twice. I, twice. I mean, I don't know, that, that, that's got to be, I don't know, maybe... Uh, I got to start finding a way to get shocked by lightning or something, but uh, with their two day weight, a two day weight, excuse me, of 30 pounds and two ounces, 
The team from McKinsey University of Trevor McKinney and Blake Jackson won that event. That's that's crazy, dude. That is absolutely crazy. I mean, it's crazy enough to be struck by lightning one time, but twice is is absolutely absolutely nuts. So thirty pounds, two ounces for the win for McKendry. Matthew Shepard, thirty pounds and an ounce, grabs the you pick on point for the week. And OKG making a comeback with twenty eight pounds nine ounces, making a don't call it a comeback, KG. You've been here for years. All right, so. Let's see, where does that put us right now? That would give you three. I'm at five. Everybody else is at four. So, making a comeback. All right, David, what else we got? Staying in Alabama, we head down to Miller's Ferry for the Alabama Bass Trail. Stand down. Yeah. <laughs> Events uh, there and the team of Mark Condren and John. Is it Kazi? I missed that. Kazi. It is John Kazi. Yep. yep. It's not uh, Tony Samari, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I grabbed the wrong. I grabbed the wrong clip doing the doing the tackle box deal. I'm, I'm like, nope, that ain't it. And I backed it out really quick. I'm like, oops. <laughs> so yes, uh, Mark Country and John Kazi. Seventeen ninety eight for the win there. Seventeen ninety eight for the win. Jimmy Green coming in clutch with the seventeen ninety seven for the point in the U Pickums. And I take a step toward winning the month at a sixteen fifty seven for the AC pick. So they'll call it a comeback. So all right. What else you got? All right. So I guess what this is where Stupid. The <laughs> Where it gets stupid. The I guess this is where the what trend of flogging and all that stuff is happening at but the I could I could make some comments and some jokes right now but I'm not gonna do it so bunch of cone heads but um <laughs> <laughs> uh David what? go ahead go ahead this one's gonna but surprise the, uh, you I'm gonna tell you that this one right here is gonna surprise you pretty good so so the Bass Pro Tour guys again are fishing on a one of the hottest so it made the Bassmaster top 10 lists, I mean, a tip 10 list of bass lakes across the country, uh, St. Lawrence River. But they had the bass, people, bass Pro Tour guys are on the St. Lawrence River. And we were looking at Group A's total of two days of fishing. I mean, I guess um, he caught him pretty stupid on day one and uh, finished it off with day two. But he, Jacob Wheeler, the ding er, caught 222 pounds and one ounce with, I guess, a total of 66 fish to make that a, that total weight there. But 22201. So he had, let, let's back up real quick. Mm-hmm. So he had 22201 to win Group A, right? Yep. Group B, Cox had 175 even over two days. And then Spore had 13008 today. And everybody in the top eight, well, the top 10 were over 100 pounds. Let's see. Group A had 23 over 100 pounds, and Group B had 18 over 100 pounds. Pretty stupid fishing. So I would agree with that. So 222 and one for that. Who do you think? I I'm almost want to call BS on this because it's insider information, right? That's what I would say. Joe Opeger grabs the point. Joe Opeger. 
the PR guy for Bass Pro Tour playing our game. You know, we got celebrities playing. Joe gets the point, 170 pounds. Joe grabs the point for that. That's like the seventh point Joe's won this year playing this playing this game with us. So Joe knows his stuff. He's been Joe. around it for a while. He understands the lakes. He knows the fishermen. Joe knows. Smart guy. Joe knows. Very smart guy. Another smart person, Michelle Eichstead. She had 110 pounds. Is all her guess. The rest of us were like not even close. I don't know. What did you have, Kenneth? Do you remember? I thought I had at least 120 something. Uh, I'd go back and look. I don't think so. I want to say she was. She was. Because I started to do 200. She was obviously the closest to uh, to 200 there. So uh, Michelle gets the point there. So with that said, that moves. I've got six. KG's got three. And Michelle's got five at this point in the game. So, all right. What about the Neely Henry BFL? All right. So the winner there was 16 pounds and 12 ounces. It's a very familiar name to you two guys. Mark McKegg took the win there. He did. 16-12. And our buddy Travis Harper slides in to a three-way tie for the lead with a dead-on 16-12 guess. Thing was sexy. Sexy. KG, 16.03 for the point. How about that? Don't call it a comeback. So, got to find that soundbite next, right? So, <laughs> I don't know. It seems like it's been forever since I've had my hands on AC Bass. It has been forever. So, all right, half David. a year. Almost half a year. About half a year, but it's been close. Almost. Almost. Yeah, almost. All right, David, what else we got? All right. So, we go up to good old Idaho on quarter lane for the Bass Nation. I think it was a team qualifier. Did you know event? Idaho does not have a Miss USA representative? Because nobody wanted to be called Idaho. <laughs> sorry, that's an old joke. I just Sorry, Lee David. He's like, no. <laughs> no, that's not right. Sorry about that. My bad. They do have one, I think. I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. So, but anyway, go ahead. Ida- Idaho. So home, home of home of Brandon Polinick and now Tiffany Polinick got married this weekend. So, um, big shout out to them. The Polinicks are now the ten year plan is ended. They are now married. So, congratulations <laughs> to those guys. So, anyway, all right. Sorry, Bass Station, Idaho, on Quarter Lane. Uh, yeah. I, again, I don't know. I, I see that Chris did some investigation with this one because this is where I got the uh, results. I did. I had to ask. I'm like, y'all got to post results, guys. So, yeah. But, I mean, it's not very precise, but uh, I don't know if it'll play into the deciding points here for this month here, but Matt Cole won with 24 pounds. I don't know if that's – I'm assuming it had to be more than 24 pounds even, but 24 pounds, Matt Cole with the win there. Matt Cole with two-day total? One day. It was a one-day event. Yeah, it's a one-day event. Quarterland's got them now. Those fish are—they're like—they're like St. Lawrence. They're stupid. You can catch them over there. Oh, I know. So those guys don't—those guys don't fish for them up there. Not many of them do anyway. I think now that Poloniak is a is a household name up there, they're starting to fish for them a little more. But they used to not fish for them. David Ferguson, twenty-three ninety-five, grabs the you pick them point, and then um, <clears throat> Michelle with twenty-one ten. Grabs the uh, grabs the point in the AC picks and the Tennessee team trail was a, a farce as they rescheduled that. I did not know about it, so that put Stanley Carper, Billy Lawson, and Travis Harper 
in a three-way tie for first in the U-Pickums for a brand-new Hydro Wave. Stanley, hope you ain't got one because you got a brand-new one coming, my friend. Stanley Carper is your winner. He was the uh, – he- was the first one to get his picks in of those three uh, last week for last week's event. So that went, that that's the tiebreaker as the final week of the season. And so then you go down to all of us. There's a two-way tie for first between myself and Michelle. We both had six points. Kenneth and David tied at four points apiece. So, Kenneth, it's imperative you get your points in every <laughs> week to make sure you play, right? So make sure you get that in. I won the tiebreaker. I was the sixth person to get his picks in um, last week uh, for for this, these past week's events, and Michelle was just a little ways down below me. So, Michelle, get her packaged up right. Get, some, get, get your bubble wrap out. Get it packaged up. She's coming home with North Alabama, Kenneth. Finally coming home, AC Bassett. So, you guys, we got to make sure you do that. And you have until midnight tonight, folks, to get your picks in. Kind of a short list this week, being the 4th of July. We got the Big Bass Splash Jackpot Series on Rayburn Thursday night. It's a three-hour derby. Overall, Big Bass for that in pounds and hundreds. Outlaw Outdoors, 4th of July derby on Rayburn as well. It's a three-fish deal, guys. Three fish. One-day event, pounds and hundreds there. Heartland Anglers, Tennessee Division 21 on Normandy Lake. That's on Friday this week. Single day winning weight, pounds and hundreds, please. And the Media Bass Texas team on Lake Worth, Saturday the 3rd. Single day winning weight, pounds and hundreds. There's your picks for the four. I promise after that we'll have more because it's just the fourth. It's a holiday weekend, guys. It's hard to find uh, a lot of tournaments on a holiday weekend. So you guys make sure you get your picks. You get till midnight tonight, the 30th of June. And this is going on for the um, going on to start the the month of July. So make sure you get those picks in again. Congratulations, Stanley Carper, for the win. He was there a while. He led that. He led that for a while before Billy and Travis. Travis made a good run at him. I got to give him that. Travis made a good run at him. And congratulations to everybody else who uh, who had points last month. Or this month, rather, it's been a uh, it's been a good uh, been a good month. So we'll find a good prize for July, and uh, give away some goodies. So we got to get that trophy out the door. And uh, Michelle, if you're listening, I give you my address via text. Make sure that I need that here, like overnight. Right, go ahead and get that head this way, please. All right. So no one hurts. She'll drag her feet to iCast or something. Not fly home with it, right? You know, be all that. But uh, anyway, so take a little break. When we come back, we'll uh, get this show wrapped up. Hey, Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. 
Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Channel and use our special promo code ANGLERSCHANNEL for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play or sail or simply behold. This is where champions fish and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visitlakehartwell.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Channel Insider Podcast closing segment brought to you by our friends Humber Electronics, Men Coated Trolling Motors, Talon and Raptor Shallow Water Anchors, and now Mega Live. David, I'm still waiting for mine to come in. Hell, I'm still on a boat. So, you know, eventually I'll get to go and get to play with it and get to see what uh, what happens. But all fair, we were just talking about um, high school fishing and, you know, fishing for kids. And Kenneth, you made the comment about if you're a high schooler and, you, and you're aspiring to be a pro, Finish that yeah, statement. It, I kind of, you know, and and the more I, we talked to Logan, it really, it really kind of sunk in all the different places he's fished, and you know, I, I'm going to say that's 20 plus years of experience crammed into two to four years in college. Yeah. That, that's 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 crazy to think of, but it's one thing to fish in your local area and get really good and very comfortable with you know one or two lakes and really understand it. But the little differences in either different species of fish or the way river systems work as opposed to lakes and all these little different things, he's getting a taste of all those different things. Oh, yeah. And now now he could go fish a professional tournament trail where you have to see all that in one year, right. you know, multiple times in one year. I doubt you could put him on a body of water that he couldn't at least relate it to something. Sure. You know, Jordan Lee, we've seen it with him. He gets put in a place that he's either fished before, he has a little bit of experience, or something about it reminds him of something he's done in the past. Right. It just makes him more comfortable. He fishes free. And, I mean, obviously, he turns it into success. I'm not saying everybody's going to be in Jordan Lee, but that college experience at that level is you cannot get that any other way. No. No, not at all. And we talked about this a few, you know, a, a month or two ago when we had Jack Dyson, who won the Cumberland event, fishing solo by himself. And I'm, you know, 
They were there were rigs there, dude. I mean, there were eighty thousand dollar rigs there, kids fishing, you know, and rangers and phoenixes and all kind of stuff. And then there were your kids that were dude, they were in some boats that I'm not sure how they were floating. But by God, they were fishing, you know? You know what that tells me about them? They don't care. They're there for the passion, the fishing. They'll do whatever it takes to have the opportunity. Exactly. David, what was the John Cox quote from, it was sometime last year, there was, somebody was complaining about their boat or about something, and Cox made the comment that if, if, if your fishing is suffering because your boat, you don't want it bad enough or something like that. Is that what it was? Yeah. Something to oh, that something effect, like that. right? That's what it is in college, right? I mean, and when you talk about support, dude, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, girlfriends, everybody's out there. And everybody's watching the coaches. I mean, one of the coaches is a good friend of mine, used to work for White River Marine Group, and uh, he's with uh, Drury University now. And, I mean, he's he's at every takeoff, at every weigh-in. And, I mean, I was behind him at Arby's, and he was buying 28, you know, roast beef sandwiches one night. And I'm like, dude, hurry up. I'm, I'm starving here, right? Let's go. Come on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the people are so committed. And so passionate about it that um, you're exactly right. If you if you've got even a, a thought, it's like I tell my son. You know, he's like, I don't know if I want to play college, and you know, if I want to play, play basketball in college. And I'm like, dude, if you have a chance to do it, do it. Because in three, four, five years, you can't look back and say, man, I really wish I'd done that, and then go do it. You can't do that, right? Right. If you have an opportunity in high school to go fish in college, do it. Go take that step because the things you learn, you know, like we talked to um, uh, the the Auburn kid, Michael Pinata, I believe his name was, um, you know, before the classic, you know, he's from Dallas, right? Fishes for Auburn. Right. There's yes. kids from Illinois. They're from all over. They come in. So imagine, you know, David getting paired up with a kid from Florida, you know, fishing in Alabama, and they're going to take that knowledge that they, they learn from each other and grow on it, right? You don't get that. Right. You know, it, it's usually you and me from Alabama up here fishing together. And we, you know, we're not, we haven't expanded on a lot of stuff. We're just like, well, we know when we go from there. The 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 influx of of, of just communication and, and just, you know, the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Experience, I guess, you know, different bodies of water. I mean, the stuff. The variety of personalities there, that come together at once. There you go. See, that's why I have you on this show, because <laughs> you just keep my ass straight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just cool. Job. Well, and the, yeah, it is. And the more you think about it, the cooler it is, because, I mean, dude, that's that's awesome, right? And the fact that 88 kids on a team, holy shit, that's a, that's a ton, dude. dude. That shocked me. Hey, me too. And I, you know, I was at Strike King when Hank Weldon, who's now a bass, came to me and said, dude, we're going to start a team in Alabama. I'm like, all right, War Eagle. He's like, no, 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 we're going to start a team in Alabama. Would you guys support us? I, Strike King, for me, I was a supporter of, of, of Alabama, of that team, right? And, you know, they had four kids and six kids and eight. And you watch that deal grow. Then Auburn got involved, and Hank's like, well, what's going to happen to us? I'm like, dude, I'm with you. I, I got you, but I'm going to support them too, right? And we support as many as we could. And, and it was a great deal. And we watched it grow. And we watched it succeed, and it still is. But I, I'm like him. I wish a governing body would step in. SEC or somebody, partner with Bass, partner with MLF, partner with somebody, and let's say, how can we make this a sanctioned deal? And and what's the next step, right? I mean, it's it's cool enough. Like Trevor McKinney from McKendrick struck by lightning, won a tournament. He's in the he was in the classic, right? I mean, so it's 
it's just it's cool. And I would not be surprised to see an Auburn kid in the classic on Hartwell, you know, this next this next season. With with, you know, eleven boats going to the natty. Holy crap, dude. Eleven freaking boats. That's awesome. That's a really cool and, and they obviously have some experience on that type of water. So wow. They'll be dangerous. Absolutely they will. And and if you watch the reclamation series, you kind of see the camaraderie. You see what goes through it. Um and like you said, they're not associated with the school. I mean, they are, but I mean, they don't get any school funding, right? Sponsors pay for the boat wraps. I've seen the ads on Facebook. I've seen them around town. Sponsors pay for the boat wraps. Sponsors pay for the hotels. And and they, they've done a great job politicking and getting the stuff they need to, for this for these teams to be successful. And it's showing, obviously, in, uh, in their fishing. So uh, congrats to those guys. And uh, thanks to Logan for being a part of the show tonight. We really appreciate him. Uh, bass put out the 2021's Best Bass Fisheries by Bassmaster Magazine. Uh, Old Lake Fork gets the nod. How about them apples? Agree or disagree? Uh, it's kind of hard to knock that yeah, one, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Sacramento and the San Joaquin Delta for second. Santa Cooper's third. San Joaquin. San Joaquin. That's what I said, damn it. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let go of my ears. I know what I'm doing. Uh, San Joaquin, that's what I said. The Delta. Yeah, Sacramento. I've been there. I know what that is. Santee Cooper third. St. Lawrence fourth. I would have moved St. Lawrence a little higher. I, that's just me. Clear Lake and Cali. Sam Rayburn. Uh, Lake St. Clair. Jordan Lake. O.H. Ivy, which that's just – we got to go there too next year. That's just that's just stupid. And then old Pickwick. Uh, in Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Pigwick gets the nod in tenth. So, you, you know, I'm a I'm a Pigwick fan. I'm a huge Pigwick fan. I got I got to fish Pigwick a little more than what I have. I've spent too much time looking through that lens on that camera, but I've got I've got to fish it a little more. But that's um, that's a good deal. That's that that's a good list. I like it uh, for sure. And then uh, we didn't talk about it last week because it just came out. But uh, the fish care rate coming out of the classic. Uh, was what ninety nine percent, David? Something like that. What did I see here? Ninety eight point four percent live release rate. Um, which you know that's that's pretty good for one hundred and eleven degrees on, on the last day. So it's pretty hot. You know, when Texas Parks and Wildlife get involved, it's it's gonna it's gonna be the best it can be, dude. Them boys, they're good. They're really, really good. They do, uh, they do a great job with what they do. So um, that's a good deal. David, what else am I missing? What else is happening in the world of bass fishing that I have totally overlooked? I think we covered most of it because I think everything is starting to pick up steam for a couple of weeks. For ICAST? Yep, ICAST is yeah. coming up. And we will, have, uh, we will have a ton of coverage coming out of that. We're excited about that. Um, that's going to be uh, a fun few days there. Um, and then I would love to know, we, we need to know from you guys, 256-535-3217, the X-Zone hotline brought to you by Trickstep. Um, I need to know, we need to know, David needs to know <laughs> what you want to see from ICAST. Do you want to see new products? Do you want to hear pros talking about it? Answer folks talking about it. What is it that you want to, you want to see come out? of ICAST from your crew here at anglerschannel.com. We would love to make sure you get the information 
that you need, and um, it's all in the capable hands of David at this point. So, well, you know, I'm not going to be there, no. so I'm going to be relying on David to get me the information. <laughs> well, you and me both, because I'm going to be so stuck in meetings for three I, days. I might start so. blowing up his his phone with text messages. <laughs> well, you know what you can blow up? You can blow up his email, dzong, D-X-I-O-N-G, at anglerschannel.com. Hit him up. Let him know what you want to see. And if he doesn't answer you, let me know. <laughs> I can uh, I can help you out with that. No, it's uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be a good time. We're uh, we're excited about it. Don't forget coming up the Anglers Channel Bass Wrap Up Show on Discovery this coming Sunday morning and every Sunday morning for the rest of the year, seven thirty a.m. on Discovery Central Time. That's normal time, Central Time. And of course, if you miss it, you can DVR it. But if you do miss it, you can go to Discovery Go, find it on their app. You can watch it there, or you can hop over to the AnglersChannel.com website. On Monday mornings, and we'll have it up there as well for you guys to check out. It's going to be a fun, fun TV show season for us. David, what did you learn this week? Anything? Um, I don't think I can think of. Since we keep talking about Under Armour, so I hope that our listeners don't think it's a continuously like a regurgitating. But well, it's, that, it's that, that stuff keeps me pretty cold. I got rained on this past weekend. Well, it was sprinkled, but it took me a while to. And it was like what seventy degrees, but. That stuff you know, it keeps me pretty cool, but <laughs> not when it's wet, uh, wet. But yeah, it you, works. You want to? It dries. It dries up pretty quick too. So. Well, we got ready to go to dinner uh, Saturday night, and Kenneth says, "Well, I got to change shirts." And I said, "Okay, you know why?" And he's like, "Well, I'm afraid if I get anywhere close to an air conditioner, I'm gonna freeze." And I'm like, "Dude, it's like 100 degrees outside and like 190 percent humidity." And what did you say, Kenneth? Oh, I, I think I said when I walked into a room or a house or I, I forget where I walked somewhere. into somewhere, <laughs> I felt like I'd walked into a refrigerator. <laughs> and I so chill doing his thing. Yes. But, so, you know, and it and it's no fluff, folks. We're, we're telling you the truth. I mean, the stuff really works. I wore a long sleeve, you know, button down shirt on stage, um, wore it on the water all day. I mean, and it, it really, I mean, if you get a little bit of breeze, it dries you out in a heartbeat. And um, going down the lake, I mean, it, it, it'll make, you know, it'll, it'll make some, some things cold running the lake, that's for sure. So it's definitely uh, definitely a good product we highly recommend. And, again, it was very cool to see a lot of that stuff come across stage on Sunday for that ambassador yep. event. So Fourth uh, July is coming up this weekend. Guys, please be safe. Don't be stupid. Uh, watch out for everybody else around you, even the pontooners and the wake voters. Make sure you uh, stay very aware of those guys. And uh, just be safe. Keep that kill switch hooked to you, and keep that life jacket on if you're in a bass boat. That would uh, that would be key. And uh, you know, you see people doing some stupid things on uh, on 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 TV and on on the old interwebs. We there was I saw a report the other day that uh, a young boy got home or is now home out of the hospital. He was swimming around uh, the back of a boat and got sucked up into a prop. So. If you're running the boat, just please be aware. And if you have kids, please be aware of where they are and what they're doing. I don't know how bad the kid was hurt, but he spent a couple of days in the hospital, and that's uh, that's never a good thing. And if you're tired of me bitching about wearing a life jacket, then you don't have to listen. But I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking about it because we lose way too many people every year for not wearing a life jacket or not putting a kill switch on. So and, and we see too many people on the water without them. We really do. We really, really do. I, we saw some boats this past weekend, um, high-speed, high-performance bass boats, and guys not wearing life jackets. And, 
you know, I'm not going to knock on anybody, uh, each to their own, but I'm just telling you, it's like a seatbelt in a car. You know, you got to put it on if you're going to, you know, hope to not have, you never know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, you don't, you don't get a redo. No. If, if you have an accident where you really needed it and you didn't have it on, that was your opportunity. You've yeah. lost it. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. So guys just, uh, be safe out there. Ken, did you, did you learn anything this weekend or this week? You know, I, I, you asked him that question, and I'm, there's so many things I learned during the week, and some of which I don't really want to talk about. But you know, I don't know. I I will tell you this: it 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 was really cool being in Camden, Alabama. Yeah. This past weekend. Yeah. You know, when you have when you have dinner one night, and then you get to talk to him again the next day. But he's known down there as Big Daddy. Right. And if you ever get a chance to talk to Big Daddy, you really need to take advantage of it. We we mentioned this on the podcast, on the ABT podcast this week. I don't think there's anybody in this country that loves his town and the outdoors as much as Big Daddy does. Out, he has fought for outdoorsmen, fishing and hunting, for years. Yeah. Fought hard. It's amazing what that guy has done. Really I just is. hope that there's other people that can continue that when he's finished. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's people that can learn from him. That's for sure. And you know, and, and there's a few people that have, and a few people that, that see his heart. And I think a few people that experienced this tournament this past weekend down there, that really opened some eyes to some folks. I had one guy I was walking up to the, to the truck. Um, a guy, let me get on the, on the golf cart, take me up there to the truck to get the boat. And, uh, he looked at me and he said, I said, well, I said, what do you think about it? And he's like, never in my life, but I imagine we'd get 225 trucks and trailers in this parking lot. Never in my life. I think we'd see it in bridge, you know, in Bridgeport landing in Camden, Alabama. And we talk about Camden, Alabama now, I, I didn't realize it, but it's like, you know, the number one, you know, unemployed county in the state, right? Or it's like number 10 in the country or something. Kay had a, Kay had a, a stat that was kind of unbelievable for, for down there. But, I mean, just down-to-earth people. I mean, dude, let me borrow his boat. So I, I've, I've still not seen him. Still yet to speak to the man outside of text. And I borrow a bass boat, you know, for the weekend. You know, do what we need to do for TV and stuff. So, you know, just good folks, good people. And um, Big Day of Lawler, I mean, one of the best out there that's for sure so but um so don't never underestimate the power of small town folks they're uh they're, they're great people for sure so well folks as all oh sorry david it's, it's like a, all night long i gotta move you you know what i'm gonna i gotta move you to the top of the page that way i can see well, you there you go well his his camera shot's a little, little dark it's like he's <laughs> like he's trying to hide halfway i mean you you're know. over kenneth's over here waving don't forget about that you know you need one of them like i need a photo sign at the at the abt you need a sign to pop up and say hey me go ahead buddy I was going to say, well, happy belated birthday to Michelle Eichstead. And I hope that she didn't pawn off AC Bass. You hope that she what? Didn't pawn AC Bass? Yeah, because for a couple of cans of White Claw, because it was her birthday. So, you know, it would, <laughs> if, if he comes back drunk, I wouldn't surprise me. I really wouldn't. So, you know, it could be, uh, it could be an interesting deal. That's for sure. But yeah. Happy belated birthday. She shares a birthday with my mother and my mother-in-law. I birthed them the same day. So happy birthday to those two, right? 
And now my wife is coming up here in like 21 days and my son, they share a birthday. And of course it's right in the middle of ICAST. So, you know, I'm in the doghouse for that. So it's like, I didn't make the date, baby. I just, I have to go. That's just what it is. Right. So, but, um, but yeah, so good times. July is here means the year is on the downhill slide. So before we know it, it'll be 2022 we'll be we'll be back to fishing again so and the hot weather is definitely here if you don't have your iso chill yet you better get on board you need it uafish.com you guys make sure you check that out well folks as always thanks for checking out this week's anglers channel insider podcast david we're we going with number four this week for Still july what, what number four this july week 4th, yeah yeah july 4th text our number four two five six five three five three two one seven not sure what you're going to win, but I'll find something for you. We'll have a good time with it, that's for sure. i gotta, I got to clean my garage out this weekend, so maybe I can find something down there that we can give away, you know, because I just moved. But uh, I'm sure there's something there's down there. There's no telling do. what you'll find. Oh, my God. I, you know, I found stuff already that I didn't know I had. So that's uh, a good thing and a bad thing. So, But uh, we do encourage you guys to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Had a, had a reviewer this past week that was great to see. We did move down another slot. In the wilderness category, we're like number two hundred one now in Japan. So David, call that's that's bad. That's the wrong thing to say. But <laughs> anyway, we're we're number two hundred one in wilderness on Apple Podcast in Japan. So you know, Laura said it was you know thanks to David. So buddy, keep that up. I appreciate it. So, but um, I don't know what that meant. I I don't know. I just said you're the ninja. So I guess because we call you a social ninja that, that we get we get a hit or two off of there. You know, who knows how the algorithm works, but. Like I said before, make sure you chime in via the podcast hotline uh, brought to you by X-Zone Lures and Trick Step 256-535-3217. On behalf of our guest tonight, uh, Auburn University's bass fishing team president, Mr. Logan Parks for the AC Circus. I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Put that PFD on, hit that kill switch, and buckle it up tight. We'll see you next week. Don't take it personal. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.